It's time to step into the more that God has for you. This is Eunice Lai, and I would like to welcome you to today's episode of Beyond the Building with Laura Pereno and Debbie Kiever of the Beyond Women's Conference. Welcome back to Beyond the Building in our March series that we are calling The Call. Laura, this is a fun month because you and I are passionate about um, stepping into our calls, helping other people step into their call. Last week, we talked about Faye McCabe, this wonderful woman who invited me at six, my, my sixth grade year to try my hand at teaching kids the Lord's Prayer. The um, Probably all the work I put into that lesson, it was a snoozer, I'm sure, because all the kids were quiet and behaved. They were sleeping. But I will say that the bug just bit. And here I am at 55, still passionate about teaching. And I really am grateful for this woman. It's been in heaven. She's been in heaven a Mm -hmm. long time, but for the influence that she had in my life. You know, we also shared about in this first podcast in March, how to shepherd kids into figuring out their call, how to have these wonderful opportunities in kids ministry to help children identify their gifts and to begin to use them and serve in ministry. Yeah. And Debbie, if you remember at the end of the podcast, we referenced the fact that there was one amazing young lady in your kids ministry that took it right to the next level. And she started out by putting together a a worship, moved it on to a lesson and came in and man, 14 years old came in and did the whole lesson, the whole thing. So that is just so, so beautiful. And we are so excited to introduce to all of you who are listening with us today, our very sweet and beautiful friend, Michaela Elliott. Who is right? Hi, thank you so much. Oh my goodness. I'm so excited to be on this podcast and getting to chat with you guys. This is my first podcast and I've always dreamed of being on a podcast. So <laughs> it's such an honor to do it with both of you who have impacted my life so much. So thank you for having me. Now I am smiling. Of course, we do record this on Zoom. And so Michaela, Laura and I are sitting in our houses. There's nothing exciting going on. But you are sitting outside with a beautiful blue sky and your hair is just so sweetly blowing in the breeze. Where are you right now? (laughs) I'm in Huntington Beach in California. Wow. 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 Yeah, that's a little more exciting than the rainy Tennessee, (laughs) rainy Delaware. Yes, it is. That's right. So Michaela, we just shared, I just shared in the first podcast a little bit about our relationship. You know, I was your teacher and um, you were in my kids program and, and honestly, you know, everything I shared in podcast number one was from my perspective as the teacher, as the kids pastor. But today we're going to throw some questions out to you because we are just dying to hear your perspective on that season of your life. Um, about how God began to work in through you and then what you're doing today. So just to set, set the stage, um, how old are you presently? I'm 20 years old um, and I'm a sophomore in college. Although wow. I'm out here, out on a little break. We'll talk about it a little later, but okay. Yes. <laughs> well, Michaela, can you uh, recall uh, the approximate grade you were in when you first started attending Miss Debbie's class at Trinity uh, what were your, some of your earliest memories from your time there and what drew you into enjoy coming on Wednesdays and Sundays? Yeah, my family started attending Trinity when I was six years old. So I was there for a long time. And I remember super 
early, um, really impactful memories of being in kids' class in Sunday school. Um, we had Wednesday night meetings called Kid Zone that we had every week. Yep, and yep. Um, yeah, so I grew up really attending all of these Sunday morning services, all the Wednesday nights, all of the Friday night worship nights and the small groups throughout the week. Um, and I really, I loved it so much. It wasn't Aww. just something that my family did, but it was something that I like, I would ask to miss soccer practice for, or I would. Which really is that's huge. huge. That's huge. That's <laughs> huge. <laughs> it's so huge. Yeah. So I, it was definitely something that was also mine as much as it was my family's, um, even from a young age. And I think like a lot of it was just the way I felt honored and respected as a leader in the class from a young age. And also like the community with the kids around me and wanting to pour into them. Um, I really clearly remember Miss Deb giving me positions of influence in the classroom and mm -hmm. they were in small ways and they led up to different opportunities and things. But this really helped me to take ownership of the Sunday school and the Wednesday nights as not mm -hmm. just something I attended, but something I like was part of and I was yeah. I belonged to. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Wow. Yeah, I'm, I remember Han early on, I saw leadership potential in you. Um, I saw you shepherd kids, right? There's like the mother hen kind of the loving redirecting. Um, I could tell you were an oldest child <laughs> in your family. <laughs> yes. Um, and I, I wanted to give you an, I wanted to test you in it. I wanted to give you an opportunity to test that leadership piece outside of your family in front of a classroom. So I, I know this is stretching it, you know, in your aged 20 year old mind, but what can you share about some of those early, early opportunities, like early memories? What, what comes to mind? Yeah, there were so many opportunities. Um, and one sticks out to me right away, which was kind of the culmination of a lot of the smaller leadership opportunities that um, I had in class, but so every week I would flip through PowerPoints or help lead hand motions with worship or help hand out pens and pencils to kids for small group mm -hmm. questions and things like that. And all of these little tasks really, um, it gave me that sense of ownership, that sense of belonging. And it like held a crown over my head and said, you have a, you have a title almost, you have a position. So step into that. Um, and then one very significant experience that definitely helped shape me in a lot of ways was when you asked me to prepare and teach a whole lesson for a Sunday school class. Mm -hmm. And I had been helping out with various pieces of lessons and maybe doing a little puppet show or having a little, um, like doing a little game at the beginning of class or things like that, but never taught a lesson in my life. Never. I don't even think I thought about it before then. Right? I was young. And I remember um, we set a date to meet and plan this lesson and come up with a lesson plan, come up with a PowerPoint. And I'd been attending class for a long time. So I knew how the structure looked. Um, and I just remember being so excited to like dive into the topics and the lessons and to I, I started planning it myself before we even met and I came okay. up with a PowerPoint and a um a whole lesson plan with illustrations and games it was and things amazing. like that. Yeah. Oh, I remember man. even we, we were sitting in our, my piano room like yeah. all, with all the windows around sitting on the couch when you came in. I had my computer and I was so excited to show you what I came up with. And I remember it was teaching me just to like how to study the word to teach someone and yeah. how to like go deeper than just like, oh, here's a scripture. What does it mean? But how do I illustrate this to someone? Mm -hmm. And then in doing that, it illustrated it to myself. Um, and I know those set like a foundation for things that I understand in the word mm -hmm. and in just my walk with the Lord because I had to teach mm -hmm. other people. So 
and I had to teach myself right mm-hmm. um, and there was something in that even that called me higher as a leader and as a teacher so I had to rise up to meet that um, and even when I was thinking back just a little bit it. like something that was so highlighted was the trust that you gave to me as like I'm gonna put you in the front and let you lead the class and so mm-hmm. I respected you as a teacher and as an uh, influence in my life and so I wanted to I wanted to honor that trust and I wanted to keep that trust. And so I wanted to show I was like almost worthy of being trusted, if that makes sense. Mm, uh-huh. And so it made me want to step up and lead maturely and well. And so being given that position, which is definitely a vulnerable place. Like I could have come in and had, you know, a random lesson with stuff that doesn't go together. Yeah. You really were putting <laughs> a lot in my, in my little <laughs> inexperienced hands. Um, which I am so appreciative for because it made me rise up to that challenge. So, yeah, that's so awesome. I mean, we could, everything that you just said, I I feel like I've got so many questions or so many comments about what you just said, because it's so, um, the word that comes to my mind is vast. I mean, I just feel like multiple opportunities given to you in order to, I love how you said rise up to what had been entrusted to you. I love that. But I feel like with this um, huge resume, there's got to be this concept, like you had already done so much before you had even graduated from high school. I mean, that's amazing, everything you had done. I mean, you think of some of the responsibility I put on your shoulders. Um, I was seeing how you took things seriously. I also appreciated hun, how you were honoring to me as your children's pastor and not bucking authority. So I would take you to camp and you were a chaperone. You were a junior chaperone, which meant your parents still had to pay sometimes for you to go. (laughs) Sometimes we had money in the budget to pay, but, but you were, even if there was an adult close by, you still were in charge of, you know, like, like Bible time in the room. And you always kept an adult like close by but these kids were like begging to be in your room, mm, mm. right? Begging to be in your room. They used to beg to be in my room. Then they begged to be in your room. <laughs> wow. And, and I look at the responsibility that you, you just, like you said, you rose to the occasion, not just this occasional teaching, but, you know, camp back and forth. Yeah. That yeah. that's amazing. That's amazing. I, I want to ask a question, uh, Michaela, back to that thought about the fact that you had done so much right before we had even gotten to out of high school. I'm wondering if with all of these different opportunities that you were given, um, was there one thing that kind of like lit that fire that you felt that fire just kept going? Then maybe it's something that you continued in college now, maybe something that you're participating in now. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually going to go back to chaperoning camp a little bit because that was definitely one thing that, um, yeah, it's another responsibility that was given to me, another place that I was trusted and that made me want to rise up to that. And I think um, a lot of the a lot of the fire that was lit in me as a high schooler, as a middle schooler, um, really came from understanding that my walk with the Lord was bigger than myself. And mm-hmm. so it went from a place of being like, okay, I'm going to open up my Bible in the morning because I'm supposed to, and I'm going to go to church because I'm supposed to, and these different things. And it's all about me, me, me. It opened up a door for me to understand, like, this is bigger than myself and it's about the people around me too. Mm -hmm. And so it lit a fire for me to say, I'm going to open up my word in the morning and I don't really know what I'm doing. And I'm going to journal, I think, because that's a good thing, you know, for more than just that, but to say, I want to, understand this so I can teach someone and I want to understand this so I can walk with other people through what I'm learning and I remember at camp so we would go and we would have 
like eight or 10 girls in a room or something like that. And um, I would be in a room as a junior counselor paying to be there right? and but normally have an adult <laughs> in the room with me but I even remember after services there would be special moments where we have like altar calls and different really impactful mm-hmm. nights of the week and getting to process through some of that with the girls that I was I thought I was responsible for it was like <laughs> we were all responsible <laughs> but it gave me ownership to say like to say like I'm a leader now okay what does a leader do how does a leader operate look up to the people that I see as leaders and try to even replicate what they're doing and then eventually it became natural for me to step into those positions of leadership and it wasn't just me copying mm-hmm. actions that I've seen done before or who I've seen Miss Deb or Miss Laura lead or um, other people that I've seen lead but I was starting to understand like oh there are gifts inside of me that help me to lead in the way that the Lord has designed me to lead people amen so I think all of those all of those different experiences throughout high school and middle school um I was definitely super involved in youth group and worship leading and these different things and that did carry over into college um because mm. I knew I had a passion for pouring into the people around me like I love mm. discipling people and I love leading them um and the Lord actually asked me to take a break from all like leadership opportunities my first semester at college so I played soccer in school and I had a had a large load of responsibilities going in and I was just expecting to step into ministry right away at school and I was like Mm. God where do you want me to be and uh what positions do you want me to Mm. take and the Lord asked me to just lay it all down for the season and just focus on knowing him and really getting to know his heart more than um doing things for him wow um which was really beautiful because I had already had a foundation of leadership as a kid and it wasn't like I was going into college and now's my time to figure out what it means to lead people or have responsibility. I knew what that looked like. And so the Lord could ask me to take a break, um, which was really beneficial for my heart in so many ways. I didn't understand it fully in the moment, but now I do. Yeah. Um, But then in the spring semester of my freshman year, I started leading a few different Bible study groups on campus. And I'm involved with a group called Altar, which meets weekly and is a worship night. It's a spontaneous worship night and prayer night where we just see the Lord move in a little basement in a chapel. I never thought I would be leading. I, it's just me and my guitar and no sound oh, system and no, wow. no nothing. And we just pack out this basement room and fun stuff happens every week with the wow. Lord. Wow, amazing. So, and really one, having those opportunities growing up laid a foundation for me to say, hey, I know what it looks like to lead a room. And I know what it looks like to like steward a room and people. But then also taking that break my freshman year made me really know what it meant to know Jesus' mm-hmm. voice and know the voice of God for myself again in a fresh way and then so now when I leave that room it's like I know what his voice sounds like and I know mm. how to steward people um yeah and I think those opportunities also when I was younger sorry this is a lot but these are just some things that are it's all good it's so good yeah um um they gave me a foundation like to understand that I was capable to lead and Amen. so when opportunities popped up in college and in high school later like I had already been stirred to want to um not be in charge, but take responsibility. And I didn't have to live in a constant fear or doubt of my abilities and the giftings the Lord had given me. Um, and so I think the love of the word that was stirred when I was planning lessons as a kid mm-hmm. and the yep. love for worship when I was leading worship through high school and middle school and these different things, like they just set a foundation for me to walk mm-hmm. into like bigger ministry opportunities and things that I'm stepping into now. Amazing. Amazing. You know, I have to say, even when you're talking about the altar opportunities that you have right now, I remember uh, being at the well, right? And every week 
you walked in with your guitar and mm -hmm. every week you went to your guitar lesson. So while God <laughs> is developing this ministry mindset for you, he's also giving you the skills. It's just like David, right? David had a heart that followed after God and he was skilled in what he did and how God was putting mm -hmm. all of those pieces together to Michaela to bring you to the basement of this, of this church, to have this altar ministry. It's just, when you were saying it, I, I could see you coming up the stairs with your guitar and going into that room wow. and, and I would hear it. I would hear the strumming. And now to hear that you're still using those gifts. I mean, uh -huh. it, it, it's so encouraging in so many ways. So thank you for sharing that. Wow. I'm loving it. Loving it. You know, I, Mikhail, a lot of the theme of things that I taught over the years, and you'll definitely attest to this is kids, you can hear God speak you know, the same spirit that rose, you know, Jesus from the dead is the same spirit that is in, who is in pastor Debbie. And he is in you when you trust your life to Jesus. And so you can hear him speak. And so you had a lot of teaching on that. And I know your mama and dad, you know, they definitely consistently taught that at home, but I'll be, I would love your perspective. What any insight that you have on how hearing God's voice impacted you then and especially now that you're in college yeah that honestly is one of the biggest lessons and one of the things I go back to over and over so first is the illustration that will always stick in my mind that I learned in kids classes probably six when I heard it the first time six or seven and we're sitting in a little middle school library um, meeting with our 30 kids and I remember Miss Deb so clearly pulling out her rough like kitchen scrubber sponge and a feather yes! thing. the <laughs> voice of god yeah <laughs> and she just said the voice of god is like the feather duster and it's soft and the voice of the enemy yeah. is like the rough sponge and it's really rough and it's um it's painful and it's uncomfortable and the amount of times i actually go back to that is so wow. so many and it's literally one lesson one illustration and we probably did it over and over but mm. it literally it's ingrained in my head and it's something i learned when i was so young but mm. The voice of God and hearing the voice of God and understanding the, that you have the ability to hear his voice is, I think, honestly, the most important piece of our walk with the Lord, because otherwise it just becomes uh, like really religious and really just we're just going to read something to read it. And we're just going to do these things because we're supposed to. And there's no like leadership or, or ownership or following what the Lord actually wants to do in our here and now day to day life. Um, and so going to school. Going to college for me, um, it really, it shocked me a little bit because I went to a Christian school. I loved it so much. And there are so many things I've learned, so many ways the Lord has worked. But at first, a lot of people were not, um, either were not raised, understanding they could hear the voice of God, didn't know they could, mm. or didn't have backgrounds of understanding that God still speaks to them, things like that. And so I came into this new situation and I've been around different, a lot of different groups of people. So I understand not everyone has the same um, background and same, um, understanding of these things, but to come into a Christian college is a little different. So I yes. like, Oh yeah, everyone, everyone knows these things. Everyone thinks these things. And so I had, I got to have a lot of conversations early on and all throughout my years there with people who were asking about what it means to hear the voice of God. Can they hear the voice of God? Is that still something that happens today? And to have a solid, simple illustration to share with people, but also I had a foundation of knowing I could hear the voice of God from when I was a kid. So we were like, Miss Deb never taught us that the Holy Spirit um, was any smaller or lesser because we were kids. It was mm. always, there's no junior Holy Spirit. It's That's the right. same, there's no junior voice of God. It's the same for kids and same for adults. And um, 
So I grew up really knowing I could hear the voice of God, practicing that because it's a muscle. Hearing the voice of God is a muscle you practice and you get better at it. You can understand his voice as you study the word, you know his character and you know God's character in his heart. So you can know what's his voice and what's not his voice clearer. But I never doubted even when there would be questions and there'd be people talking to me about different things or hearing different, even Bible classes or things, teaching different things at school. I never questioned my ability to hear the voice of God because I knew what it was and I mm. knew I had heard it and could still hear it. Um, and this was definitely a foundation in my walk with the Lord that kept me steady when stuff would rise up, when questions would rise up. Um, and at, at college, my freshman year last year, I really did have to do a deep dive in the word to understand even more for myself um, what it means to hear the voice of God. What does the word say about this? What does the Bible say about prayer? What does the Bible say about um, just to have like a, a solid understanding for myself? So it wasn't that I was questioning if I could. I just wanted to be able to explain it better to the people around me. Awesome. Um, and it was it was really a special time for me because it always led me back to Jesus. And so it was like, you can study it and you can study all these different things, but just as long as they bring you back to Jesus and then he'll use them to reveal himself to you Amen. even more. So, um, yeah, hearing the voice of God is something I actually, one of my favorite books is hearing the voice of God by Priscilla Schreier. And mm-hmm. I read that yes. like six times Love last it. year during school because I was like, I'm going to understand this. And I know I can, I know it. I never questioned it because I had been set a foundation as a kid, but I, wanted to really understand it, how yeah. and why for myself. Yeah. yeah. I love it. I love it. I think that is a defining point in our relationship with Jesus. Like you just said, when we know that we can hear and, and the Bible says so clearly, like my sheep know my voice, right? They hear my voice. So it's just such a critical piece in our walk. So I just, and I love, 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 right. That you learned how to study the word in as a, as a young child, you learned how to study the word, you learned how to share the word. And now you take this belief in in college. And you're like, I want to make sure this is clear in the way that I'm sharing it with other people. Cause it's such a critical point. So I'm going to go to the word, I'm going to study it out. And then I'm going to present it. It's just like what you did all through, you know, your elementary years. I'm going to, I'm going to dig, I'm going to find it. And I'm going to share it with those around me. So that is just a critical, critical piece of, um, of our relationship. So, wow. That's a, that's a, wow. That's a, wow. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, Debbie and I are both, um, on a part of a prayer team that prays for you regularly as God continues Mm -hmm. to work uh, in and through you and, and what God is doing in your story, like blows my mind. We we pray for you and we follow you on social media and the things that you write. And honestly, this is a little side note, but when you post a song, behind your pictures I'm like I need that song I don't always <laughs> mm-hmm. know the music right what is that song I need that song so I love that you share those things thank you so much for that but you know God is continuing to you know powerfully work in and through you and let's jump a little forwards right to your college years you're 20 years old you said you're a sophomore in college you're no longer in the kids program you're no longer living at home <laughs> right you're out mm-hmm. someplace else you're in California you know where have uh tell us like where have you attended and what activities have taken a priority uh for this season in your life and what were some of the foundational things that you learned prior to 18 that have helped you make this transition? Because we all know that transition from high school to college can be a really tricky one, right? From home to university can be a really tricky one for some people. What are those things that you learned that have made that transition successful? You know, it might not have been easy, but successful to college life. Yeah. First of all, thank you so much. It means so much to you guys to be praying for me and following along. 
Um, <laughs> that literally is the biggest gift that Aww. anyone could ever give me. Aww. And so, yeah, I'm so appreciative of that. Um, there, so my life at school, I'll talk about college a bit and just the activities and different things. Like you're saying, my, my life is busy at school and last year was mm. different. Like I said before, like the first semester is the Lord being really clear about lay these things down and lay down titles and lay down any attachment to titles or leadership or in any way, like bring back identity completely in the Lord and not in any of those positions. Um, but then I started getting more involved in different things as the Lord opened up the doors and made it clear. So altars, one of them at school, that's a weekly meeting. And then I'm part of FCA fellowship of Christian athletes on campus, which is a weekly meeting. And then we have a Bible study with girls on my soccer team weekly. Then we wow. also have devos with my girls wow. on my team weekly. And then I'm part of a church and we, ha- we meet on Wednesdays and then also Sunday mornings. Um, wow. And then soccer practice during the day. And so there's just a lot going on. <laughs> and then school. I do. Yeah, I yeah, school. that's right. That <laughs> is why you're there. That's right. <laughs> that is, I'm there. Um, yeah. So I love, I love having a full schedule. Thank the Lord. Because otherwise that would be crazy. Yes. Yes. Um, but definitely have been learning how to say no to things. I'm it's mm. a it's a constant process of learning. Yeah, we're I still learning. Some, yeah, it's, <laughs> we're it's still learning. <laughs> there's so many good things to say yes to. And I'm like, God, show me, show me where you want me. There's too many yes. good things. Um, so I think some of the things that really laid a foundation for all of those activities and all those things I'm doing now, really, I mean, were laid as a kid. And there are things I grew in and things, but the leadership of Alter, I that goes back to hearing the voice of God. Like I'm me and my guitar in a room leading 40, 50, whatever it is, college students, a lot of them who really come from very different backgrounds um, and are figuring out what their walk with the Lord looks like. And I have to be really confident in that I hear the voice of God to steward that room and really confident to walk in what I feel like he's telling me to. Otherwise, some of the things that he tells me to do, I wouldn't do um, mm. if I didn't trust that it was him, you know? And so there are days when I'll be leading and it's really spontaneous. I normally, I set up two um, music stands and I tape like eight or nine songs printed out to them just so that I can flow between whatever ones I feel like yeah, the Lord yeah. is telling me to go to, right? And I have a plan, but we never follow it. And um, <laughs> sometimes it's like, oh, tonight we're going to take some time and practice hearing the voice of God and for a lot of these people like a lot of my friends they really had never heard that before um, and really didn't understand that was for them and so I'm in this place I'm playing guitar at the front feeling the Lord tell me to do these things and I'm like okay God like I trust this is you I have a history of knowing your voice and so I'm just gonna I'm gonna do that I'm gonna open up the room and guys we're gonna practice this and then I want you to share what you hear and it's like really vulnerable because it could be crickets and it it could be really awkward and all these things and we had one night where something just broke out so much where all these kids just started sharing stuff they were hearing and people, one girl came up and was like, I, um, I never knew I was called by God, but he just spoke calling into my life. No one prayed over her. No one touched her. No one said anything. She like is sobbing. She's like, I know what I'm called to do. Like, I know what he put inside of me. I know giftings he's given me these different things. And people were coming up and just like sharing testimonies of having depression broken off and suicidal thoughts and things like that that are so heavy but the room was so light and joyful and then we just broke out in there's a song by Ryan Ellis you can add this one too it's called <laughs> you saved me um oh. and we're just singing you save me you save me and like everyone's going crazy in the room and um wow. and that wouldn't have happened if I hadn't had a foundation mm. and understood that I could hear the voice of God and had operated mm. in that and 
everyone can do that and mm-hmm. every, that's not something special that like mm-hmm. anyone gets more than another person but it is something that's strengthened in practice and so having history with the Lord makes that uh, easier to step into when I'm leading yes. a room like that yeah um and also at school a lot of my days are really filled with mentoring and discipling people around me not I know like in a very um it's not like organized way but it's just like oh hey will you grab lunch with me like will you answer my questions about this I'm like I don't really know if I can but the Lord will give me answers yes. and I'll go ask someone who has answers you know yes yeah um and so I my my days normally have like at least one or two meals or coffee like little meetings with different girls from school and wow. they're from all over who just come up from my team or from um yeah just all classes or altar bible studies and things and we just get to talk and hang out and those are my wow. favorite favorite times it's something I'm so passionate about um honestly because I know that for me so much of my life and the giftings and the like authority even that I walk in now was sparked because someone both of you like recognized mm. things in me and called them out before I even knew that's who I was wow. yeah. um and so it's like I see how much impact that made in my life and I love to do that for other people and so even just asking the Lord like when I'm talking with them we'll just talk about life it's not like I go in with mm. an agenda or I'm gonna fix things or anything it's just I want to be your friend, you know, Yeah. Wow. Um, but get to also tell them, like call stuff out of them and tell them who they are and um, yeah, pull things out of them that they might not even be able to see on wow. their own. And it really comes from a place of like, first of all, knowing who I am, which the Lord is always taking us through that process of identity and rerouting and finding that identity in him, but also a foundation with him that was set. I knew, like, I know that he's called me and he's equipped me I know I can hear his voice and so I can walk from that because Mm. it really was something that I built and that now I continue Mm. to grow on and I continue to build daily because it's a daily thing we're collecting manna every single day amen learning and growing every single day you know so it sustains me and then I love to give that out um to other people it's not just not just to be holed up amen you know Laura in the last podcast remember I said my dad's comment was his prayer was that his ceiling would be my floor. Mm-hmm. And then I said for that next, for my kids, right. That yep. my ceiling would be their floor. So we're looking yep. at Michaela, right. And I'm looking at you and I who met each other at 18 and 19 years old. Yeah. She's yeah. 20. She's yeah. 20. Yeah. Right. Crazy. So let me just ask Laura, were you and I experiencing the presence of God at 18 and 19 and 20? Like this kid I was no. So it's that same principle. May our ceiling be her floor. Amen. That's you right. and I are both that's sitting right. there going, yeah, we were kind of preoccupied on some other things. Listen, we were college. singing, singing, <laughs> we were singing fans. fans. Yeah. We weren't singing <laughs> worship and seeing what God did. We, we had just- so much to learn. We had so much to learn. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Wow. Well, Michaela, this month, the whole series is called the call. And this past year has had an incredible call when God made a shift in your own life. And so share with our listeners, what has God done in your life this past year? Where has he moved you? What are you doing now? So I am out, like I said, at the beginning out in Huntington beach, California right now for um, I'm doing a discipleship training school with circuit riders who are part of a bigger ministry called YWAM um, youth with a mission. So This program is three months of a lecture phase and then three months of an outreach phase where we actually just got our outreach locations released yesterday. And we could be going to either the Philippines, South Africa, Europe, 
Mexico. Um, and then there's a team going to Australia. So we could be, we could be sent out all over the world in about a month and a half. Amazing. You updated where I'm going. Um, but yeah, the Lord really flipped my plans. Um, I'll give just an overview of the whole story because there's so much that the Lord did to get me out here right now. But basically, I've always known I wanted to do something with missions, and I've had a heart for YWAM's ministry, and I've been connected with the YWAM base in Lancaster by Messiah. So I was up at school. I would go to their worship nights and these different things, and it had always been something on my heart. I was like, God, whenever you're ready, you can send me, and I'll go. Whenever you're ready, I'll I'll be ready to just jump on a plane and go. And the Lord was really clear that my I was supposed to be at Messiah last year and these things. And even when I was at Messiah, I would still, my journals were all full of like, oh, God, um, I'm ready to go to another country now. I'm ready to go do something else. You know, where would you send me somewhere? And God just kept reminding me, I've sent you here. Now be faithful here. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. I will. Um, <laughs> and so I would ask all the time, ask all the time. And the Lord was very clear. Not yet, not yet, not yet. So I went to um, a carry the love stop last year, which are the, there are tour stops on circuit riders outreach that they host um, worship nights and a message at different college campuses all over the world, really. And so I went to one of those stops last February and met a lot of awesome leadership and really connected with them. um, Well, they spoke some powerful words over my life. Um, And, but the Lord was still like, you're not supposed to go with them yet. You're just, you can be friends with them, but you're not supposed to go there yet. Um, but I was like, okay, I'm going to do as much as I can to get as close as possible until you let me go. So I went to a conference <laughs> in Kansas City in May, jumped on, a, jumped on a bus with a whole bunch of people I'd <laughs> never really met, um, and drove 18 hours to this conference called The Send, and it was so powerful. Saw so many people like physically healed, saw so many just crazy things, rocked my world um, in the best way. Uh, and that sparked even more in me. I'm like, God, will you let me go? Will you let me go? And very clear. No, not yet. Um, so then I was like, okay, I'm going to, they have a three week school in the summer. So I came out to Huntington beach last summer for three weeks, two weeks actually. And, um, did their miniature school, which was so powerful. Again, met so many awesome people really, um, encountered the Lord in a new way, in a fresh way and was so burning to be here and God, clearly said no again so I went back to Messiah this past fall and I was ready to put my head down and just like I'm like God if you're telling me to go to Messiah I'm just gonna go all out here I'm gonna be all in we're just gonna make the most of this time I have amazing friends at Messiah I love my team so many awesome things and Lord is really moving in powerful ways at Messiah this fall so I'm leading altar and just seeing so much fruit on campus like so many sweet conversations so many fun just fun times with my friends and things mm-hmm. where I'm like, oh, I'm finally really seeing what you're doing here. Um, and then at the beginning of soccer season, I got a couple concussions in a row, which were really my fault because um, I didn't say anything the first couple, mm-hmm. but they knocked me out pretty good. Um, and so I had to go home for a little bit <laughs> and I had to miss, I was actually out the whole soccer season. So I have a medical red shirt for this past year because I couldn't function. I could barely do my work. I could, I couldn't look at computer screens. I couldn't look at light. I was really, um, I had to lay on my bed half the day after going to one class. Like it was just, it was really bad. It was really intense. And I still have some symptoms, but thank the Lord, most of them are completely gone. Mm. But in this time of really like laying low resting, I felt the Lord just teaching me rest. And obviously that's what I had to do because of the concussions. But um, he was really emphasizing like just the 
the busyness of my life and the it was the Martha and Mary story where Martha is just doing 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 and Mary's willing to sit at the feet of Jesus and Jesus was like this is the time for you to sit at my feet um so long story short in over fall break of this past year um the Lord really pressed on my heart that now is the time to go and I was so confused because I was really loving school and I was like God but I'm seeing so much of what you're doing here (laughs) seeing you move in so many ways and the Lord just made it so clear, confirmed it through my parents, confirmed it through mentors, confirmed it through my athletic trainer who had no idea what was going on, my friends who had no idea, my coaches provided financial support, all these things within like almost a week. Um, and so he really just went from a no, not yet, not yet, not yet to a yes, now's the time to go. And there was no denying it in my heart. Um, and I've really never experienced so much clarity on such a big decision like that as in this, because I never once questioned if it was the Lord, which is wild because it's a huge thing. Leaving school for six months, no one does that, especially with soccer. Like, no, it just, it just is, does it make sense to your brain? And if I started thinking about it too long in my human brain, I was like, oh, am I crazy? But mm-hmm. the second I brought it back to the Lord, it was now's the time. So anyway, fast forward to January 15th, I jumped on a plane and came out to California um for this training school and I've been here for it'll almost be five weeks which is crazy living in a house with 14 girls um (laughs) learning so many things just really like going deep with the Lord and he's just emphasized this season of being Mary and Martha and this is the season of being Mary and this is a season of like I where when else will I have months just to like just my purpose my goal is to know the Lord deeper and like to just like sit with him that is why I'm here And so we're um, getting trainings all day, um, different teachers and pastors flying in from across the world. And then we're doing outreach on college campuses and just seeing like salvations break out and healings like break out and um, just every day. Like it's amazing and it's so real and it's so like can't even explain it away at all because it is so real. Um, and then we're also getting the like foundational biblical teaching with it of like, okay, here's what you're seeing when you go out on outreach and here's what the word says about it. And here's how you explain it, how you teach it to someone else. And so all of it is building up to our big outreach in a month and a half, um, where we'll be sent out across the world. We'll split up in teams and then go, we're actually, we're pioneering a lot of different, uh, movements in these countries because they haven't really had any, circuit rider teams go there before so we're part of building the outreach we're part of so we're not just students now they're like you guys are in charge of these like you're taking them and running with them so go start making contacts and here the churches go talk to them so we're going to be doing really big crusades um across a lot of the a lot of the countries and hosting festivals and things and then we're a large part this last thing i'll say about all of it but um a large part of this outreach is to go in and not just say oh we're coming in with this message or we're coming in and we're going to change your lives but the heart of these outreaches and this is what we felt the lord press on our hearts so many times we've had powerful moments of just like sitting with five or ten people and just getting like downloads from the lord that just all line up together for what he wants to do over outreach but we're going to go in and it's all about activation so how do we um take like the youth and the kids and the um people of these cities and towns and countries who know their cities and towns and countries and set them on fire and activate them with um, the ability to go reach their own nation and their own cities and their own people. And so it's really beautiful. And I'm so excited to see what the Lord's going to do through it. But that's, that's what I'm doing now. That's where I'm at. (laughs) Uh, That is, that is just 
amazing. I'm not really sure that I have the right language to explain how overwhelmed I am by what God is doing in your life and how grateful mm-hmm. I am to hear your testimony, Michaela. And honestly, as you're talking, I'm thinking this is, this is the book of Acts. This is the way Jesus mm-hmm. w- sit with Jesus for what, three years. That's what the disciples did. And they went out and they went to all different places and they rocked the world for, for the, the Jesus. Right. And, and the church grew and we know what happened. It just sounds so much like what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So um, this has been like such a, a moment in your story. And I'm not just like speaking for Debbie and myself, but I'm sure that our listeners hearing, it's so encouraging to me to hear the next generation stepping up for the kingdom Mm -hmm. of God and following Mm -hmm. Jesus and responding to the call. Mm -hmm. And so honestly, again, we're on zoom. And like, I feel like all I see Debbie and me do as you're talking, like like, nodding our head and our mouths are wide open. And we're like, Oh my goodness, (laughs) this is just so overwhelming. I'm so, so grateful to hear this testimony. I mean, I knew what you were doing, but I did not know what you were doing. (laughs) This is all the details. And I'm just so excited. So as we wrap up, really this incredible time together. Just so grateful for you sharing all this. As we wrap up, do you have any final thoughts you'd want to share or a word of encouragement uh, to anyone who works in kids ministry uh, as to the importance of their role in helping to mold the next generation? Yeah, I, first of all, that role is so vital. And I really think it's, that's where we're going to see like the Lord pour his spirit out in such a powerful ways over this next generation and over like kids and youth and like I'm seeing it firsthand out here in school and I know like so many people really are seeing crazy things God's doing um but even in different high schools and colleges like there's so much happening out here now where God's just gripping kids hearts and setting them on fire and so I really and I'm I'm so excited for all of this because I'm like living in this whirlwind of like oh my gosh this is what God's doing this is what God's doing and seeing all these things and like I like I genuinely believe that like God is moving in such a powerful way across the earth right now Mm. and that we're like on the edge of something so powerful like Mm. to see Jesus move in a fresh way and like power and um for me like seeing miracles and seeing healings and things like that that just like it gives you like a a kickstart you know it's like Mm. oh my gosh this is crazy this is so real and a lot of it is coming from kids and it's coming from like a child like eight and it's coming from a place of like just really believing who God is, what he says he'll do and mm-hmm. doing it. And mm-hmm. it's not overcomplicating it. So I think to people who are serving kids ministry and reaching kids and stuff, like be really encouraged that I feel like that's the heart that God's looking for to move through. And so I really feel like he's going to use, um, yeah, he is using kids and will continue to use kids in such a powerful way. But so much of that is someone being willing to call something out of a kid before they even know it's in them. And yeah, holding that crown above their head and saying, here, this is who you are. This That's is right. who you are. Now rise up to meet it. Um, That's right. And that can take time. And I like, I can't even imagine how many times I messed up a lesson I was teaching or, mm, you know, did it, didn't few. teach it perfectly. Or, <laughs> very few. <laughs> Uh, but didn't teach it perfectly or had made mistakes and things like that but it's all part of growing and learning Mm -hmm. and if I wasn't given a chance to grow and learn I don't know if I ever would because once you get older it's a little scarier to grow and learn and mess up and yeah so teaching kids and in the age that they are um it's a safe safe place to be able to be stretched and be taught and fail and mess up and we actually had a teacher last week who said if you're afraid of failing then you're um 
you're not giving God room to show you grace. Uh, if you live in a fear of failure, then you're not leaving God room to show you grace. And there's so much grace for failure and there's so much grace. And I think like as people leading kids, giving them room to fail mm-hmm. and then also giving, leaving room for grace to come in in that is really mm-hmm. important um, mm-hmm. in raising them up. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think my time in Sunday school, my time in leading worship as a kid or running hand motions, small groups, chaperoning camps, being a junior chaperone, all those things, like mm-hmm. they were so huge um, just to teach me who I was and call me higher. Um, that's what Miss Deb and Miss Laura did for me over and over. Those, both of you guys called me so high, so much higher than I even knew um, at that time. Um, and at the end of the day, I like that just ties into the Great Commission. That's what was so on my heart for all of this. Like it is go into all the world and make disciples, go into all nations and make disciples. Like whether it's just in our local churches or whether it really is go overseas or go do something like we're making disciples and making disciples is walking with people through life and kids can be disciples kids are disciples so walking with them um yeah I think that is I think it's huge it's so important I'm so excited for it it Mm -hmm. made such a difference in my life and it really impacted who I am today are you overwhelmed Laura I am loving this. I am absolutely loving it. I love, Uh, I I could listen for hours. I want to come to Huntington Beach, California. I want to live in the house with the 14 girls. (laughs) I want to go to the lessons and sing the songs. I want to do it all. Oh, it's awesome. Michaela Michaela probably tell you just do that there in Franklin. That's what she would say. And that is a word. That is a word. That's a a good word. Yeah. Uh, Well, Honey, we, I just, I don't even have words. I'm just overwhelmed watching you. Um, you know, sometimes your photos bring up memories from the past and it is funny. The last uh, two weeks randomly, and this is Holy Spirit randomly, pictures have come up from you teaching and from mm. you being at kids wow. camp. And I'm going, look at that little squirt. Look Aww. what God has done. Aww. Look what God has done. And the crazy thing is here we are in March of 2023 what's 10 years from now look like? You know what I mean? Like I can only begin to imagine. I can't even begin to imagine really, really Mm -hmm. can't even begin because Mm -hmm. I, the girl that I saw in elementary school, middle school, I would not have put you where you are today. I wouldn't have known about a circuit riders and, and the passion that's, you know, lighting you up. I saw you passionate in the space that you were in, Mm -hmm. but we just can't imagine. Right. Mm -hmm. Laura and I love Ephesians three he will do increasingly right more abundantly mm-hmm. than we could ask yeah. or imagine. And that's truly what he's done. So for your first podcast, Laura and I are saying, thank you. Thank you. Thank you yes. for, so thank you for choosing us. Oh, gosh, this has been you. an incredible, incredible journey and we will continue to pray and we will continue to cheer. Yes. Amen. You know, you're, That's right. You're cheering squad from a distance. Mm, That's right. Thank a, you so much. And especially as you um, write your blogs, as you head over to whatever country is next, that's just, that's where the rubber's going to meet the road. Amen. Amen. Right. Because you're going to walk yeah. out the miraculous and it'll be, it'll be incredible. So we are, yeah. ah, we love you so much, honey. We're so thankful that you're here. And yes, um, thank you. I, I, but this is going to be a podcast that gets sent all over the place because this generation needs to hear this. Amen. Mm. That's right. You know, That's right. Thank you guys needs so much. Thank uh, you, Michaela. We love you. Well, Laura, the next podcast, uh, it's kind of funny because the next one really focuses on the, your call in, 
in areas of your weakness, you know? Yep. And I'm just thinking, I know Michaela has some, but <laughs> I don't know where they are. <laughs> At the moment, she knows, she knows what they are, but that's what we're going to come back in a week and take a look at, uh, you know, the very places that we say, God can't use me here. Cause this is where I failed. That's like you said, this is the place where grace comes Amen. in and that's God right. that's explodes right. his anointing in the areas that we surrender him, especially the ones that are our weak spots. Yep. So, wow. So Michaela, from all of this listening audience, we say thank you. Thank yes. you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank we you. love you. And uh, we can't wait to hear more of your journey. Yes. Amen. We're so glad you were here today. Thanks for being here with us. If you joined in with us uh, online, it has been a very special blessing to be together. And so we're grateful for you. We look forward to talking to you again next week. God bless you guys and take care. We believe that God will use what was shared to encourage you as you step into the more that he has prepared for you today. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, remember you were created for more.